Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 70, and I'm Chris, and I am joined this week by Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm all right. How are you? You've not been so good, have you? Uh, not. It's been, I've been surviving, at the very least. I uh, recently came down with the, there's a string of flu going around in my local area, and I was unfortunate enough to get it for this past week, so that's why you haven't heard too much from me on social media and whatnot, but, uh... It's uh, more or less on its way out, and um, I can talk again, so here I am. Well, we're happy you're back. Thank you. Oh, there you go. And Yvonne's here. Hi, Yvonne. Hello. I have a new microphone. <laughs> oh, fancy. <laughs> I don't. I have an old microphone. Oh. How's it going? Good, good. Well, this is an upgrade from the um, iPhone headphones, so... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you think no. this is sounding slicker, everybody, then that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> upgrade! Um, things are good. I've uh, just been uh, busy with uh, Animation Nights New York stuff, and um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. It's super exciting. <laughs> Surprises for later on in the podcast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Stay yeah, tuned. You, yeah, we didn't have an episode last week, but you might have seen something appear in your feed anyway if you're a subscriber, <laughs> and you you may have have um, got the first episode of the Animation Nights New York podcast series, um, the animated interviews hosted by our own Yvonne. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the first the uh, first episode was with Hannes Rall. And this roll. <laughs> there we go. Um, and it's a very, very interesting listen, and I recommend you listen if you haven't done already. And basically, yeah, you're going to get some extra podcasts in your feed, prop it up. And uh, normally, they're supposed to be additional to this podcast rather than instead of. But last week, for various reasons, we didn't record a show. You, you were taking a well-deserved rest. That's it, I guess. Yeah. He, he's, as you all out there don't you know may not get to see very much of it but chris works very hard to make sure that podcast episodes get edited on top of doing a lot of the news posts for this website which is very very often so he was taking a very much needed uh week off last week Mm -hmm. so we were just taking a just a wee break and unfortunately the timing of that week he was able to finally do that and then just around the time he was getting back i unfortunately got sick so it's just like ugh. so (laughs) It was Aww. just bad. It was just bad timing around for for a uh, podcast uh, last weekend. But now we are back and we are here to entertain you all with some animation talk. So, shall we get on with the news, or do we want just to uh, any before, more plugs? Before we get into the news, I did want to do a little plug. 
um, for a competition that we are currently running on the website. And uh, basically, if you are listening to this um, as it comes out, then you've probably got about a week left, um, or just under a week left to enter. And it is a very interesting prize pack that you can get that includes the uh, film Miss Hokusai, which we liked very much on, if you've listened to our episode when we reviewed that, um, from G Kids Films, and you get the DVD and Blu-ray combo, and you also get um, some Hokusai socks, some a, a Hokusai journal, a and some green green tea chocolate. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, enter that competition uh, by uh, March 21st. It's going to close. Um, and it's unfortunately US only, um, but you find all the details on animationadults.com, or we will stick it the uh, link in the show notes. So, okay, so this week's show is going to be one of our more casual uh, catch-up shows, where we're just going to talk a bit about some news that's been happening because we haven't talked about it for a while, and we're going to also pay a visit to the water cooler where we talk about some stuff that we have been watching or playing or doing or etc um so one big news story that happened that we haven't reported on yet because it happened just after the last time we recorded is a little a little um award ceremony called the Academy Awards. Yeah, just this, this little thing that happens every year that it's uh, kind of a big deal in the film industry. So, uh, yeah, that happened literally just as we were getting ready to, uh, we were wrapping up last week's, ep- or the not last week, the previous week's episode, if I recall. Episode 69, whatever that was. Yeah, that um, was literally yeah. the same evening. And so, like, yeah. I literally finished that up, and then I know I had some time to go and sit down and watch that. And it was an interesting, interesting award ceremony. <laughs> it, it certainly was that in many ways and in the animation category uh, they gave the award of course um, to La La Land and, oh no sorry I read, I read that wrong sorry um, <laughs> Utopia nice see, see what nice. I did there that joke's old now because that happened so long ago everyone's moved on um, everyone else has made that joke and now everyone's Chris, talking Chris yeah, the joke is yeah. dead the, yeah, the, the, the joke, joke is literally dead <laughs> The joke is dead, and and now everyone's talking about the baby bursting into the interview. So what are you going to do? Um, yeah, <laughs> that but, was fun. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Zootopia won, unsurprisingly, really, um, as everyone predicted, for months and months and months and months and months and months. But that happened. Uh, but you can't say it's not a deserving winner. It's just. Nah. It's just the fact that it's a um, that Disney or Pixar almost always seems to win because of the way that the um, the Academy works, where a bunch of the old actors and st- a lot of the older members probably don't watch it, the animation. They just ask their grandson <laughs> or something. What did you like? You like Zootopia? Okay, I'm going to vote for that. Well, and still. Still, I have to say, for the as far as like the uh, the nominees are concerned, like the array of different nominees that were 
present for each category. It was good to, you know, it was, there was a very uh, good variety. I mean, Kubo is in there, and even though it may not have, uh, is, uh, it was nominated for the visual effects uh, mm-hmm. category as well, which was really good to see it uh, reaching outside into uh, other than just the one, you know, the animated film category that was got the nomination. Though I think the uh, uh, Jungle Book was the one who ended up taking that award, but still, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. it's still still good to see some branching out into some diff- different categories for uh, animated films. Did, was it me or did Blind Vasha like not really get any airtime? I thought like, did I look away? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm seriously like I felt like did I miss it? I I don't know. I don't I'm know. not sure. I, I, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but like, yeah. yeah, the the short award went to, to Piper from Pixar. So seeing as they didn't even get a nomination this year in the main feature, they they get the um. They get the um, the short instead. Sorry, borrowed time didn't win. We were yeah. we were kind of backing that one mm-hmm. for reasons. But also, come on, Piper is the cutest thing in the world. So it really is. I'm I'm not gonna lie. When I went in to see uh, Finding Dory, and that was the short that introduced me to the film, I'm just like, okay, this is this is just precious. And I'm like, it's. Again, I, you know, we've probably talked about this in a preview epi- previous episode of the podcast. You kind of look at that short, and you have to keep kind of reminding yourself, like, this is animated, right? This is really oh, yeah. animated. Like, and it's like all the cues are telling me this is an animated short. Like, you know, it is. But then you look at the visuals and the high, you know, definition of, like, the uh, the designs for the for the for these cute little birds. It's just like, like, it looks so lifelike. It's kind of like, it's really strange. Like, it kind of tricks your brain. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like a fever dream. I mean, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That was sort of my reaction to it. It felt like a fever dream. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, and maybe, you know, I, yeah, it made me feel like an elderly person watching a tennis match a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, what is going on? This doesn't fit together in my brain. And how is, is this going to be normal? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was rooting for Borrowed Time and, of course, yeah. um, Blind Vasha. And I mean, Pearl is great, too. Pearl is a beautiful, emotional story. I mean, mm-hmm. Pepper is a little too predictable for me. Parasiter and Cigarettes. Oh, oh yeah, a nice list of shorts. <laughs> well, as we we said before that the um, the nominations generally, um, uh, generally across the board when in the animation categories they're normally pretty good um, because mm-hmm. they're done by the by the animation and short film branch, so they're people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the voting is by the entire academy and most of them don't even watch most of them allegedly <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> still, all these, still all these like, people whose average age is like 69 and they go I don't watch no cartoons <laughs> still the fact that uh, I'm, I'm still kind of I mean like you said we're talking about uh, Pearl the fact that this is an animated an animated short film that was in mostly designed for VR experience that's a first for the academy. I mean it obviously didn't it didn't win but still the fact that it, you know the nomination happened at all is actually really impressive. Mm. And yeah. also the um the Disney/Pixar domination thing isn't isn't limited to the Oscars either because it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same in pretty much all the major 
awards things. Although this year BAFTA did give it to Kubo over Yay. Zootopia, which is amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> beautiful. Um, and hey, next year, next year, perhaps it's the chance for an indie feature to break through, seeing as the um, <laughs> seeing as the lineup of big studio fur this year is not looking quite so good. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean. I've been seeing nothing but trailers for DreamWorks as the the Boss Baby movie, and it's I'm not. I mean, animations. It's it's got character in it. As far as that's that's the like one of the positives I can take from it so far. But as of right now, that is the only you know, with the not see having seen the film. That is the only positive I am taking away from it as as of right now, with having not seen the film. So wait, we have to wait and see. But I'm not holding my breath. To be honest. If that gets nominated, and like Kung Fu Panda Three didn't this year, obviously because there wasn't enough spaces, um, that's a bit crazy. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, I I can't judge because I haven't actually seen it. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't look good, does it? And uh, what else we got? We got Cars Three, and yeah, I mean maybe Lego Batman will be there. Um, that's what and, I'm hoping. Maybe Lego Ninjago, or maybe it'll be a, a Lego domination, because Lego Ninjago <laughs> will be there. Uh, Coco will win it, probably, because it's Pixar and there's no Disney film this year. Um, and it's probably not going to be Cars 3. But <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm saying now, Breadwinner's going to be there, isn't it? Breadwinner Woo! is going to be there. I'm, I'm pulling for Breadwinner's. Breadwin is going to be there, and who knows what other indie feature else might break through if we carry on the two indie features breaking through mm. uh, pattern that we've been having recently. And maybe this will be the year. It won't be, but maybe. So, <laughs> and who knows what Coco will be like? New trailer coming out next next week. The first trailer is coming out next week. So, oh sweet, yeah, keep an eye out for that. So we shall see if it's Ooh. actually. Because, you know, if that turned out to be a stinker, then maybe it will be <laughs> the breadwinner's year. Um, but it's it's Pixar, so it probably won't be. Um, but who knows? <laughs> yes. Who knows? Any of the films that we've mentioned could be genius, including Boss Baby. And, um, uh, yeah, it could be. We always, whenever we have expectations about a certain film, given uh, the trailers, you know what, you know, in terms of what the overall quality of it, I mean, always there are a lot of people who put a lot of effort into these movies, and we always like to try and acknowledge that, you know, and wait to reserve our thoughts and opinions about a film until after we've seen it, And but in the meantime, even while we have de- your developing opinions beforehand, we invite films to prove us wrong, mm-hmm. believe, it, yeah, believe it or not. Except for Sausage Party. Well... <laughs> <laughs> there was there was not a there was not a lot of hope for Sausage Party. I'm sorry. The the I was turned off by that first trailer so Honestly, badly. I tried to watch it and um I didn't get very far. I um I think yeah. I hate it. Um I mean maybe <laughs> when I have a little extra time I'll sit down and try again, but um it just it yeah, I it was Sometimes a huge movies turn just off. Don't click. Sometimes yeah, movies it was a turn like off. just do not click. Um so yeah, <laughs> it's, that, that's, that that is not that's not anything bad for you or for anyone else who watches a film like that. Say you know what, I just don't like it. You're 
No matter what, you, every every viewer is within their rights to say that say that about a film. Even if you, like, say, everyone will come up to you and say, oh, but it has this, that, and the other. It makes it really good. It's like, no, I just don't like it. You know, it's like, sometimes you just, you are not allowed to not, you know, you're okay to not like things. Yeah. I was, but then you're right as a human being. No matter what the <laughs> internet says, you are within your rights to not like something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, uh, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe uh, when I have a little extra time, I'll try again. But um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like, no, I was not in, not having it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the only award ceremony that's happened, though, since we've been off the air. There's been a there's, couple hours there. There has also been the equivalent of the Oscars in France, which are known as the Caesars. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, uh, Ma Via Cogette, or My Life as a Cogette, or My Life as a Zucchini, uh, which <laughs> is another film that we liked very much, um, yes. and is currently playing in cinemas in the US from G Kids. Um, plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> that film got three nominations at Caesars, not only for Best Animated Feature, it was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. And Very best nice. score. Woo! It won two of them. It won um, the best animated, and it also won um, for screenplay. Sweet. So, nice. well done to Claude Barras and that brilliant film that we really liked. It's so and sweet. Go back and listen to our episode where we talked about it if you want to, and check it out if it's playing near you. Um, yeah, and it's coming to the UK in May, I believe. Um, oh, awesome. I'm not sure if it's going to be released as My Life of Courgette or Zucchini. I think Courgette, but I don't know, actually, because the dub, they say Zucchini. Yeah. So, which, yeah. So, who knows? Okay. <laughs> what was the other award ceremony that happened while we were away? The other one that happened was the Japan Ad- Academy Prizes, which oh. is Japan's equivalent of the Oscars. Um, so and it was your name that walked away with everything. So that seemed to be the big. That was the that was the big thing this past year. Well, you say that. Uh, your name did win something, but okay. it did not win Best Animated Feature. What? Well, it did not not win. Uh, it's actually called Animation of the Year category. Um, your name was nominated, of course. Um, it was nominated alongside A Silent Voice, uh, a One Piece film gold, film gold, and uh, yes. a a CG animated movie called Rudolph the Black Cat, and In This Corner of the World, and huh. In This Corner of the World won. Huh. So. Um, it's interesting actually because uh, that film has actually been really well reviewed in Japan as well and it like it got on some like best of the year at least like from Japanese critics um, wow. and seemed to generally be better perce- better received by them than your name because hmm. your name has been brilliantly reviewed like around the world pretty much yeah and that's become, why I was, I'm kind of surprised but I, I, I think it's probably 
more typical anime and maybe mm-hmm. that didn't appeal so much to the critic community um, and in this corner of the world is like a wartime drama it's a bit more worthy um, uh, okay so. now, that, that, that actually makes a lot of sense because yeah if it's your, from what we've yeah I, I've still yet to see your name but if it's kind of got more of the general general anime tropes then yeah that would make sense why you know if Japan would be not so keen to recommend that over something that's got a little bit more heart and soul to their, you know, in, in terms of their, you know, general, you know, culture and uh, portrayal of uh, stuff in their history. So that's, that, you know, that's actually really cool. But your name was actually nominated for quite a lot of awards, so it didn't exactly <laughs> miss out. Um, no, like... I imagine not. And this is quite interesting. Um, uh, Makoto Shinko was nominated for Best Director. Um, ah. It's pretty impressive to see an animation director nominated against um, uh, alongside all their live-action directors. Um, mm-hmm. As it happened, he didn't win, but he was nominated, um, which is still right. something to to um, be admired. It did win for Best Screenplay of the Year. Outstanding Achievement in Music and it also won um, a award that's basically um, a fan voted public award Um, Ah. so the audience liked it best basically Um, (laughs) but the um, the film that won most awards at this year's ceremony was Shin Godzilla from really? from Hideaki Anno director of Neon Genesis Evangelion Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so there you go, a bit of an anime connection for uh, Godzilla. There you go. Um, so that's the all the awards. Well, it's not Sweet. all the awards, but it's uh, all the awards we're going to talk about for now. Because <laughs> <laughs> there has been a lot of them these past two weeks. Yes, and these past few months, there's just been awards after awards after awards. So, yeah. But oh, yeah, congratulations to all the films that were a nominated first of all, and even the ones that were able to walk away with uh, some well, some of the awards. So congratulations to everyone. It was a, as we've said on many occasions about 2016. It was a very good overall year. So congratulate you. And if anyone's listening who's worked on those films, congratulations. And also, since last time, since we were on the mic, a trailer has come out for something very eagerly anticipated around here and lots of other places what would that be? that would be a, um, a little show called um... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the woohoo in there can't, you can't just have the ducktails name it's gotta be the ducktails no you yes, can't that. Yeah. yeah you can't you can't not say it it's <laughs> law which is why I had it queued up. Yay! Thank you. Yeah, so um, the DuckTales uh, first teaser came out, and it's looking pretty good, guys, I think. The animation style. I am, I am thoroughly impressed, uh, Disney XD. You are doing a top-notch job of uh, getting... A, a, tapping into the nostalgia of this series, but also doing something... Uh, a bit fresh and new with it. That's why I, that, I'm getting both of those vibes with this series, and I'm I'm eagerly awaiting the first episode. 
Uh, we already know who the voice cast are, thanks to that awesome trailer from before. Um, yes. And we get to hear a little bit of them, and we got to hear David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck, which yeah. is still still can't get get my head around. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's like it's, you can you can obviously if for you know uh, those you who are familiar with his work, and especially the fact that he's been doing a lot of cartoon work recently with the. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and now this. It's like, you know, you can tell you can tell it's him, but at the same time, it's just like, you really get, you know, the way he's voicing Scrooge, it, it still feels like, you know, Scrooge McDuck. So, it's it's like, you know, I mean, we're all, we'll all miss Al, you know, Alan Young for the voice that he did for the original Scrooge, but, you know, as far as a worthy follow-up performance, David Tennant feels like he's got his, you know, he's got it right, you know, no pun intended. Right on the money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 that's great. <laughs> I had to get at least. I've been away for two weeks, guys. I had to get one pun in there. I'm sorry. I mean, I've been sitting on that for quite a while. Uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. Yay! Um, yeah, it looks. The animation looks awesome. Uh, great. A great. Um, sort. Of, it's got a sort of. St- slightly stylized look it's it's not quite as you know as stylized as like those mickey shorts but it's it's got a sort of hint of that to it i think yeah it does and also it's got a sort of look at the old comic books i think which is probably more where the inspiration's coming from Um, yeah i mean it's it's Technically, it's obviously going to be quite a, a step up from the original, much as we love the original. Um. Yeah, no, there, there's. I like the fact that they're kind of going for more of a kind of more of a stylized, kind of comic bookish kind of look to this because um, I don't know because obviously the with the original show it was more definitely more of like a traditional, you know, um, you know Disney kind of animation, which is you know for the most part is it was okay and it kind of was in lines with like stuff like um, Goof Troop and all that. But at this, but I really like the fact that now that it's kind of got its own thing going, that they're gonna basically take advantage of all like the different uh, forms of uh, media that they've used to tell the you know the Ducktail story, like the con- like you said the, the comics. Ducktales. And Missed yeah, it. that yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's good. No, it's it's very it's it's got a very very nice distinct look to it, and the animation's very energetic and uh full of really good colors and it's it's definitely going to be a visual treat yeah and you get a bit of a taste of the adventure vibe and that they're going to go for by the looks of it which is awesome yes what ducktales should always be about Mm -hmm. it's always got to have all that high you know crazy wacky adventures and also i have to admit i was a little surprised to see uh the inclusion of donald duck a little bit more so than in this trailer at least than I ever remember having him in previous uh, in- iterations of the show. There's, there's like a, f- a follow-up teaser, isn't there, that, that centers on Donald Duck, pretty much. Yeah, so, I mean, like, uh, yeah, they. I think the that came out just recently, where it's basically, Ooh. you know, you have Donald Duck in the foreground, and then you have all, like, the different backgrounds and characters running around, and he's just getting really uh, overwhelmed by it all, and then he just kind of passes out at the end, and then it cuts to the title... So I'm just like, it's, yeah, these, I remember occasionally he would show up in the original DuckTales cartoon, but it looks like they're going to have him as a more prominent uh, character, which is going to be interesting, mm. having all these different characters to work, out, work off of. I mean, you're going to have the 
uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, which I have to say, uh, thumbs up to the actors who are cast to play as them. I like it's obviously because I remember uh, those three characters were voiced by the original, you know, one actress. Mm-hmm. Originally, forgive me for not remembering that actress's name, uh, but I really like the fact that you know they have these three very, very talented, very funny actors. Uh, voicing these characters not only you know make them sound a little bit more on the older side but also give them their distinct you know distinct characteristics and personality which should have them a lot more fun to uh, interact with and work off the other characters but uh yeah it's gonna be good to have donald in there too to kind of like bring out you know bring the whole bring the whole uh family together as it were i i do have i do have a, a slight concern though what and that is the fact that you do hear a little bit of the in the trailer, and it doesn't. It does. They sound. Have they messed with it? I don't know. I, I, I was when they did that trailer that the um just them doing the theme song. I thought right, they know not to mess with this theme song. It's good, and then <laughs> you get a little snatch of it in the new trailer, and it sounds like oh, have they redone it? They have. They've updated it as it were you know, from what I can uh tell from that particular trailer. They have updated the song with different singers and kind of like maybe a different instrumentation. From what I can tell though, it looks like the the core lyrics and the um the sound or at least the uh the music itself has not been tampered with. Because I I think the people involved with this show are like from what they've in the other promotional material they've uh they they know not to mess with it too much because it's if they it you know it's it's already catchy enough as it is you really don't need to change that much about it in order for it to not get stuck in people's heads but i think in terms of you know updating it to kind of match the new tone perhaps maybe they they kind of moved around but to be honest with you i i did notice it but not it didn't detract from the trailer at least in my mind better not mess with it i'm telling you I'm telling you. <laughs> I think, like I said, I think the people involved with the show are they. They should know. They should know if they've been handling this this property for as long as they have, getting it ready for air, to not tread on too many nostalgia toes, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, I, but I'm excited. Yeah, I am. Obviously, I'm not sure when I'm going to get to see it, but I want to see it. <laughs> Um, I I have to, I must admit I uh, don't really have a lot of memories of Ducktales and didn't really watch it ever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 really it's it, as far as early like you know I won't say early um, the uh, Disney afternoon uh, block back in the let's say probably like late 80s, I think, early 90s. Yeah. It started late 80s, yeah, was, and went on. Yeah, out of out of the different, like, programs that they had in that show, that was definitely one of the better ones, because it had a, even though it was, you know, it had, was basically a, a way to, a vehicle to get all, you know, promote their characters, you know, the, the uh, characters tied to Donald Duck, and, you know, Scrooge McDuck, and the Huey, Dewey, and Louie kind of, like, merchandise. It was... It was good, the fact that it always maintained a really good sense of adventure and, and trying to think up of new, uh, fun scenarios to put the characters in. And as far as, you know, that particular formula goes, it was really able to succeed in that regard. It had, you know, at least as far, you know, good, fun writing. It, it didn't try to be too anything, you know, challenging, but it was just it was just a fun romp. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I was never really... Because this was actually playing during... I mean, this would have been sort of my era of cartoon watching and for some reason it never gravitated to it and i don't know why i mean i was just a kid so there were there were so many I was just different like, uh it was like my suspension of disbelief i was just like they're ducks no <laughs> could have been it i have no idea <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it's the same it's the same deal with uh the chip and dale rescue rangers show or yeah, right. they, they were... actually i think you maybe yeah that may be part of it i don't know <laughs> there were so, so many funny. different uh shows on that uh animation block that's like it's hard to keep track of them all to be honest with you i mean there were there would be certain ones that would probably stick out to you but you really if when it comes to you know individual watching like back in that particular time you would you would pick certain shows you would gravitate towards and then some of them would you know maybe you'd be tempted to try out a different one but you would really just watch those particular shows and then just kind of let the rest kind of move on yeah, so funny. Well, I guess uh, you know. I guess now will be my chance. <laughs> yeah, just maybe, maybe the way they reboot it will be. You know, ha- maybe it might have a wider appeal than it used to have. Who knows? <laughs> well, to be honest, it's probably the, you know, even basically turning off the nostalgia goggles. This is probably going to be better, probably <laughs> than the original. Um, yeah, but it doesn't mean I like it more. <laughs> it's just I'll be like, no, I'm refusing to accept the truth that the animated series have got much better than they used to be. But <laughs> I am Funny. hoping at the I, with the, with the the cast, the uh, people that they have working on this show, I am um, expecting a bit more of a comedy edge than maybe the previous show had. I mean, it still had comedy, but I think there's I, I'm really hoping for some really good zingers. So that's 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 my expectation at the very least. Actually, um, speaking of rebooting animated projects, um, there was one other story that's broken that I haven't covered on the site or anywhere at all, but probably worth Ooh, just mentioning. This is a podcast exclusive. Uh, is the fact that there is going to be a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2D animated series. Um, in On top of the, the, the three-dimensional one, mm, you're saying? Yes, I believe so. Hmm. Unless that one's ending, but I don't know that it is. I think they're launching. Not that I'm aware. They're launching a new Ninja Turtles. I think in 2018. So get out of town. There you go. That's interesting. It'd be interesting if it was based on those um, shorts they did <laughs> last year. Oh yes, like the, those those Teenage Mutant Turtle shorts that came out last year. Oh boy, those were fun. Those were great. I love them with the different animation styles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, you should check out the trailer for. If you haven't, um, check the show notes um, and check it out on animationfedops.com and it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, yep. So, moving on to some more happenings in the world of animation. Um, there is a new crowdfunding campaign that we um, covered on AFA recently, and that is for a another actually uh, returning series that's coming back that um, um, has had previous versions, and that is um, Moomin. Um, oh, right. Because <laughs> about a year ago or something, it was announced that there was going to be a a new version of 
Moomins, um, a a new version that would have some uh, animation luminaries, including some people um, from Ardman uh, involved. It's not an Ardman production, but um, oh. someone who worked at Ardman called Steve Box, uh, who worked on Wallace and Gromit: Curse of the Werewabbit. Um, he is going to be the chief writer and director on that and um, we we might have talked about it on the podcast at the time when the news broke, I don't know I thought I covered it on the site but I searched for it on the site and I couldn't find it so I thought, oh maybe we just talked about it on the website um, but anyway this project that we first heard about, about a year ago has now shown up on Indiegogo, which was a little bit of a surprise, to be honest, because uh, I would have thought they'd be able to fund a new Moomin series on their own. But they're going to Indiegogo to fund it. Um, and there is some very beautiful concept art um, on the website of it. Um, and you can also uh, get some nice Moomin merchandise out of it. Um, there's some some mugs and stuff that got some nice uh, I should probably explain what movies are <laughs> to anyone who doesn't know um, yeah I think there are like as I remember when we I think we, we did have a discussion like this before and I'm like I, I think I you were just you described movements to me when I like, first didn't recognize what it is and then I saw a bit of the artwork for I'm like oh I think I vaguely remember seeing this so yeah just quick quick re- quick recap on what exactly the uh, what the movements is about Yes, um, this is a series that you're probably going to be more familiar with if, uh, probably if you're European than if you're American, because it is a, um, it is a, it comes from Scandinavia, um, and it started off as a, like a picture book series, and a comic strip uh, by, um, a artist called Tove Janssen, um, and it was about these creatures called the Moomin Trolls who live in Moomin Valley and they look kind of like hippos um, they're these big um, fluffy white creatures and uh, they just they have some wacky adventures and stuff and you know it's about their life There's not, I, it's not one of these series that you can just go oh well it's about this <laughs> it's, um, it's basically Moomin Valley has got lots of colourful characters and stuff and um, there's been about eight different versions of it there's been like a stop motion version I think in the 60s because these were created in like the 40s I think Um, and there's been different adaptations there was like a stop motion um, I think it was like um, like paper cut out version as well like it used to be on the BBC in the 60s or something I think Um, and the version I'm familiar with, though, is that there was actually a um, a Japanese uh, Finnish co-production that was shown on the BBC in the 90s. Um, that was just called Moomin, and it had a very distinctive theme song, and uh, that's the version. There is also, um, you know, remember uh, Rachel Moomin's on the Riviera? Oh yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. We had, um, yeah, we had um, Bita and. Um, uh, Hannah were there for uh, VO in animation. Yeah, for yes. Best of Fest. I remember they yeah. were they were there. Oh right. 
Ah, connection. Incredible. They had a little presentation, like you said. They were on the, the they were in the uh, uh yeah, they, they were on the, the panel. Video. Yeah, they were on yeah. their own panel. That was that was really cool to get to uh, hear them talk about that. And then we show us clips of uh, Moomins in the Riviera. Riviera. Blech, I can't talk. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Melanie Ehrlich uh, moderated that panel too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the honestly. Um, I really didn't know very much about that um, show, but I, I was introduced uh, to Hannah, and um, then of course familiarized myself with it. So it was new to me. It was like sort of felt like a brand new discovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it very. I mean, even though we don't know too much about it, it, it does seem like that the animation, at least from the uh, stuff that's come up before, like especially with the Riviera uh, film, there's, there's a lot of. Um, there's a, like a simple charm to the moments that's really kind of like it's really nice, pleasant little, you know, like you said, a lot of nice little little character moments yeah. that are really enjoyable to watch. And it looks like um, at least with uh, the promotional material that they have for the Indiegogo pitch uh, with, like you said, with the uh, the concept art is it looks very kind of uh, very, very pleasant and very and full of character. So um, and, and even though even if they might have the, the funding to basically fund this whole project on its own it, even though it's it, you know it's still good 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 that can't talk again it's a good idea to um use a program like this or uh crowdfunding to get an idea of like what the you know how many people would want to get behind this you know get an idea of how many people will you know like the what's the word i'm looking for help me guys gauge the <laughs> gauge the potential audience gauge. i guess Yes, that's what I was. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, crowdfunding campaigns, though, really at this point are something that you have to. I mean, they're they're a huge endeavor, so you can't even. Um, it's really something. It's like having an event, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to prepare for for that. But I, I think they can be extraordinarily effective. Um, I had a long talk with uh, Signe Bowman from who did Rocks My Pockets oh, yeah. and who recently, you know, had a successful Kickstarter campaign uh, for, um, oh, I'm spacing on the name of her phone. Uh, my Love <laughs> Affair with Marriage. Um, my lo- yes, I, I knew marriage is mm. uh, My Love Affair with Marriage and I am a proud backer, ah. <laughs> I must say. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, but um, she was talking about sort of um, the importance um, of Kickstarter campaigns just for sort of creating awareness of, of your project. Um, yeah, it's something I've thought quite a lot about, about just uh, obviously with regard to uh, Animation Nights mm. New York and, and uh, Animation for Adults, but um, yeah, they're, they're uh, endeavors. Mm. <laughs> So I think in the beginning it may have been a way to sort of gauge, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, gauge uh, potential participation. But um, at this point, I mean, you really, I, I think you have to have like a proper marketing push. I don't know. That's how it seems to me. Just because we're inundated with so much stuff now. Oh, now yeah. These days. So many different people, uh, different projects going on trying to push and get people to know about it. so it, it becomes such a concentration it becomes hard to know what to focus on yeah yeah so you, you can't just put it out you have to do it the right way and, and at least at least with this particular um indiegogo campaign the um at least the, at the very least they put out some nice artwork and give you an idea of like who all who all is working on the project as well so if you're following any one of these people and you're a fan of their work and you want to you know continue to help them to succeed you know who's working on it, and that way it's like, oh, someone I know, 
or someone I appreciate is, or admire, is working on this project, you know, I would want to help make sure that they have everything that they need to do it well, so just, you know, chip in a few dollars, or whatever currency you're currently running. Yeah, well, I think it's a way for you to have, the best thing that it does is it sort of creates a peer-to-peer marketing, so people who are really enthusiastic about your project have something to sort of promote and sell, you know, and they feel passionate about it. Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing is it's basically a way to pre-order something. So, um, because uh, at a certain level you get you get um, like digital access to the to the series because you don't actually know where else it's going to be available, whether it's going to be on TV or streaming or what. Um, so, if you really want to see it, then that's one way of making sure you definitely will be able to. Um, and also, they've got some crazy, crazy um, expensive um, tiers, like a Finnish Moomin experience. <laughs> we, oh, wow. Uh, where you get to go and do things like go go and um, go to the fjords and things like that. And, um, and, uh, but oh, also, like, visit awesome. the animation studio and stuff. And also, there's, oh. there's, like, access to a premiere party in London and things like that. And there, there was also cool. a opportunity to get your artwork in the film and voice acting as well. But I believe the voice acting one has already been taken. So, oh my goodness! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, if you'd like to help the new Moomin come to reality, then check out the crowdfunding campaign. Uh, you'll find the show in the, uh, the link in the show notes, and you'll find it all on animationforadults.com. So, there you go. Get on board if you want to. And there is some uh, lovely concept art you can see in the video and stuff. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a a mix of 2D and 3D techniques. And it you just get to see some them working on some of it. And it looks pretty. So Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, kind of like the animation style that was used in Peanuts, to be honest with you. Mm. Which was, I mean, I'm not, this is just my first, you know, looking at the artwork you know that they use in the video that's that's the kind of gut feeling i get but obviously you know um look you know once we get more pro- uh, promotional material we'll get to see more defined but just from the concept art alone that's the kind of vibe that i get and i'm and i was really pleased with that that particular style so i would be interesting to see it kind of like uh if we, the movements were brought to life with that particular style but you've got a lot of really cool people working on it i mean you've got steve bach Steve Box from Ardman, and then you even got a couple people. Uh, let's see, um, Nick Otzler and Mark and Mark Huckerby, Huckerby, I believe I pronounced that. So, uh, pardon me if I'm mispronouncing. Were involved in Sean the Sheep, I believe. And and Danger, so Danger Mouse as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 some that's some big people working on this. So it's uh, it, I'm 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 excited. I'm, I haven't really seen too much of the movement, so. I'm, Looking forward to seeing uh, this get funded. I do know quite a lot of people around here who are quite excited about Moomin, so there you go. Sweet. So it, it should be successful in Europe anyway. Um, Yay! So yeah, check that out. Um, and moving on to uh, one other final little piece of news, and that is the fact that Boomerang have announced that they are going to be launching a standalone streaming service. Uh, oh, wow. Boomerang being the um, 
the sister network of Cartoon Network that um, mainly has older animation. Is that still the case? It used it's 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 more classic yeah. animation, I would say. Is uh, <laughs> animation that's been you know it's been around the block. It's uh, you know some of the classic like Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, uh, some Ear Hanna Barbera uh, cartoon shows, and of course you know like stuff like Tom and mm-hmm. Jerry, wacky, wacky races, like all those like really like classic cartoons. I remember I would grow up watching watching on the Boomerang uh, the Boomerang Cartoon Block on Cartoon Network back in the day. Uh, it's so it's, it's it's good good way to keep all of like the cl- you know all the classics alive and it's I, I'm really super stoked that they're going to be having their own streaming service. Basically, those shows that you just listed is pretty much what's going to be on it from the sounds of it. Um, huh. It's starting off in the US only at five dollars a month or I think thirty nine ninety nine annually. So that's obviously a bit of a cheaper option uh, in the long run. Um, but th- basically, the prospect of like a streaming library of like all the classic Looney Tunes and like mm-hmm. um, Chuck Jones stuff, things like that, like um, Ro- uh, Roadrunner and stuff like that. Now that is quite a um, quite a um, tempting prospect, I would say. It really is. It's- it really is because a lot of that's it's it's the I mean. It's people reference those those works in terms of you know like Looney Tunes for their humor and you know obviously you know Tom and Jerry for its uh, amazing slapstick. So it's just like being even if you don't have like the DVD collections of those already, you'll have an op- an opportunity to be able to watch it whenever you want. I mean, yeah, a lot of that stuff isn't isn't that easily available, and you can't really watch it anywhere. So. Yeah, unless you have the DVD cases, like I like I just mentioned. Like other than other than that, up until now, there hasn't really been any way to track this stuff down. If you like, in the if you're just in the mood to watch something classic, like so, like the most uh, the most you'll be able to find are maybe like one or two like bits of an episode or a short. Say if someone's uh, put them up, put them up on YouTube, but obviously that's not that's not official endorsement. But now that this this seems official, and so you can actually support those cartoons you know, and themselves, so it's just a thousand times better. I mean, when you think about it, they've they've just got all that stuff sitting around in a in a vault somewhere, and they could be making money out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess they don't want to, like, give give that goodness to someone like Netflix or um, Amazon, so they're doing it themselves. Um, and, yeah, so that does probably mean that if there is any, like, Warner Brothers animation currently on Netflix in America or anything, if it expires then it's probably gone, because uh, at least for now they're trying to do their own thing mm-hmm. and it's also going to have some original stuff on it that isn't on Boomerang TV apparently in- there's going to really? be a new mm-hmm. reboot of Wacky Races No! Are you kidding I am me? Not. Are you serious? Oh my I god! I shit you not. What? It's true. What? Um, it's gonna be joined by new episodes of Be Cool, Scooby Doo, and the new Looney Tunes thing as well. Which and these things are going to be huh. exclusive to the Boomerang Streaming Network thingy, um, which is apparently going to launch in the spring in the US, and we'll we'll have huh. a seven-day free trial for the um, monthly thing, 
or a 30 day free trial if you want to go for the um the annual thing so mm-hmm. sounds like quite that's sounds wild. like a pretty impressive deal really five bucks a month yeah, ain't I'm, bad I'm yeah impressed. so <laughs> there we go there we go we sound like an advert for it there you go um well hey i mean if you're a fan of classic cartoons like Tom and Jerry, the... Looney Tunes, and all that good stuff, I mean, that's, and yeah, like we like we said before, it's, it's it's hard to track this stuff down now. So if you want to like it already access at this, you know, now we have a place to check it out. It's I think that's awesome. And it's going to be available on the website and via like iOS and Android apps for tablets and phones. And later along the lines, there's going to be support for Apple TV and Roku's and Amazon Fire TV and later on the line there's also going to be Spanish audio apparently and uh, and oh, wow. uh, down and like interactive features so there Sweet. you go hey funny connection between two things we talked about today actually boomerang in the UK uh, like in the sometime in the mid noughties or something actually uh repeated Moomin the, the Japanese series which reminded me a bit like, oh mm-hmm. yeah that's why I watched that for a while <laughs> <laughs> so oh. they're, they're, it's all coming together a little link there yeah but I yeah that is the news for this week I think that's quite a lot all of right. news that's all covered <laughs> right <laughs> so Got every, 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 everyone's <laughs> caught up now. We're all we're all good. Until next time, when there'll be more news. <laughs> okay. But hey, it's always fun to talk about news. We've been like about fifteen minutes or so talking about news. It was fun. Okay, now it's time for our regular visit to the water cooler, where we gather around and discuss things that we've been watching, or sometimes things we've been playing, or some things we've been reading or doing, or etc. You get the idea. General, general animation, animation-related activities. Yeah. It's we did call it what we'd be watching, but we didn't always watch things, so it's just not accurate, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they get the idea. Anyway, <laughs> so what have I been watching? Slash doing, slash playing, slash 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 slash. Indeed, since you had a you. <laughs> During your uh, sabbatical, your week sabbatical. Well, I'm mainly going to be talking actually about something I've been playing this week, but but first I will. I just wanted to say that I did have the opportunity to uh, rewatch Finding Dory uh, the other week, and I just wanted to give it a bit of a shout out because I feel a bit like it's been a bit unfortunate in that it came out in this really amazing animation years and it kind of got overshadowed in in the conversation although not in the box office obviously because it made all the money mm-hmm. it made it, a lot of money it's like i don't know if it ended up the biggest film in the u.s at the end of the year because i i know it was winning but then i think uh, rogue one came out so who knows <laughs> all bets are off um anything that can pass to compete against yeah. star wars is in, in deep Even trouble, it's but it's bit. still as far. Yeah, well, Dory's one of the best best <laughs> fish around, so it's just like, come on. But yeah, I, I I think, I think, people were maybe 
they were just so worried it was going to be rubbish and then it wasn't rubbish and they were like oh thank goodness it's not rubbish that they i think that maybe <laughs> people don't appreciate it enough that it's actually i mean it's really good i think it's a lovely film and it's yeah it's, it's obviously amazingly made and it's very funny and charming and also i think it's one of these sequels that kind of i know there was a lot of conversation about should this, does this need to be made that story was told etc etc but i think it kind of it does justify itself that's that's a good idea yeah. to make a sequel like looking into a different character rather than just well yeah i mean and as far as i think we've just i've probably mentioned previously in discussing this movie i mean i 100 percent agree with you that it might get a little bit more overlooked as opposed to some of the other movies that came out this past year but it, it's definitely as far as characters to follow and have another story you know to be the focus of another film dory was definitely one of the ones that you know was the probably more the, the more a interesting and slash entertaining to follow Explore the other side of the uh, the duo that is uh, Dory and Marlon. Marlon had his film, and now it's Dory's mm. turn. And we'll we'll all re meet again in another twelve years for Finding Hank. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's his story? Hey, I'd see that. I love. What's I his love story? Hank. He was my favorite <laughs> character in that entire film. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, I did. In, I did enjoy rewatching that. Because uh, it was, it was my um, I'm I'm actually in the situation where all these uh, brilliant animation films of last year I've only seen most of them once, so this was my my second time watching it, my first time on Blu-ray having seen it in the cinema. I mean I I haven't yet rewatched Zootropolis as it's called in my parts of the world, <laughs> so I look forward to that, and I will obviously be rewatching Moana when that comes out. So. And I'm I'm sure I'm not going to change my opinion on that one. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, hey. Yes. If if people don't know, don't keep up. I'm a big fan of Moana. So there you go. And yeah, I said I've been playing something rather a lot, and that is that I. If you're expecting me to say Zelda, you're wrong because uh, <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity to play the new Zelda. I know everyone says it's the most amazing thing ever. I would just have to wait till I could afford that. Um, no, I instead have been playing a game that came out like last year, um, or the was it last year or even the year before? Um, and that is a PlayStation 4 game by the name of Uncharted 4: A Thief's End. Of course, ooze. <laughs> yeah, I I am a big fan of Uncharted. Um, ever since I played the first one back on PlayStation 3 it was play yeah <laughs> and um basically they are pretty much my kind of game it's Indiana Jones you know, Indiana was, Jones but a video yeah. game I mean you know I, I used to love Tomb Raider back in the day and then Uncharted came along and um it sort of improved the formula on Tomb Raider and then the new Tomb Raider game came along and that sort of improved on the formula of Uncharted um, and then Tomb and Uncharted 4 came out and I think that improved on the um, the the um, to their previous Tomb Raider 
Uh, possibly. So they, they, it's but like I'm these games sure. are learning from to... each other, is what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, but I can't tell you whether Uncharted 4 is better than Rise of the Tomb Raider yet, because I haven't played that yet. So maybe maybe they're the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Uncharted 4 is pretty much amazing. Uh, How so? As everyone How is. so? Go into detail. It's, it's just a really... It's such a fun experience. It's got really good storytelling. Um, it's got quite sophisticated storytelling, really, for a game. Um, in that it's got, like, flashbacks. <laughs> um, like, you you end up playing Nathan Drake as, as a child at one point. Which is quite interesting. And also... Uh, you get to play him in a domestic situation, um, where um, oh right, where because he's he's, uh, he's a daddy now, isn't he? Or he's in a, he's, he's I don't know. He's a dad. He's married. Okay, he's 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 he's, um, he's he's going in that direction at least, because I remember from why yeah. my experience with Uncharted that the a lot of the games he was uh, developing a budding relationship, and now this this game was supposed to see him actually trying to settle down and not do so much of the adventurous life anymore. Yeah, but he's he, he's like exploring, he's like going around in his attic and then he finds a um, a toy gun and if you pick it up, it suddenly goes into like like one of the action sequences like where you're suddenly ducking behind things and shooting out and oh. but there isn't actually anything to shoot. Um I I initially thought that there was going to be some bad guys in the attic. And it was going to suddenly turn into action, but no, you're just shooting <laughs> these these toys <laughs> in in the attic for no apparent reason. <laughs> and then, and then um, you end up completely randomly playing the original Crash Bandicoot within Wait, the game, what? which is yes. Um, <laughs> it was, he he has a bet with his other half, um, and he's talking about her her her. Um, her TV game or something he calls it and she makes fun of him huh? and um, uh, basically she challenges him uh, to to play a game against her and then it turns out to be the original um, Crash Bandicoot on Playstation wait um, oh my god um, I forget which were the who were the developers of this uh, of Uncharted series what? Naughty, Naughty Dog, Dog. okay them. now everything makes sense alright because that's these yeah. are the same who made Crash Bandicoot they, and also Jack and Daxter and uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, okay. This this <laughs> is seems this seems right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it becomes you know it does become more typical adventure eventually. But and there's lots of running around and swinging on things and and uh, climbing things and and all the things you'd expect and. Finding mysteries and solving puzzles and shooting bad guys and it's so much fun. I love it. And uh, the the graphics are amazing. <laughs> it's one of the one of the most beautiful games I've played. And um, yeah, and I'm just really into it at the moment. And it's what's been taking up most of my sort of screen time. How far would you wager? Recently. How far would you wager you're in? in you're, how deep into the story are you? at this point I don't really know <laughs> uh, I I I don't know <laughs> I I think I'm on about chapter 15 or something but I don't know 
how much that is. Out of how many chapters, you can't say, really. No, no idea. It's just, um, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want your like concentrated, like interactive Indiana Jones experience, chances are you're gonna the Uncharted games are gonna be your cup of tea. And also, the voice acting's amazing as well. And you're basically playing Nathan Fillion, so <laughs> <laughs> he, he's kind of like that. Clear, clearly based on Nathan Fillion in every way, but hey. <laughs> but the movie when it comes out it's not going to be him because he's too old now. so what are, you, what are you going to do poor Nathan Fillion <laughs> um, so yeah Uncharted 4 pretty much amazing so I'm not brilliant at, at expressing why games are good <laughs> I'm, I'm better at better at talking about animation so um, I tried. Yeah, nah, it was good. <laughs> I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about that game when it first came out. So, I mean, I'm, I already imagined it was going to be something really special, but now I have a bit more of an idea. So maybe one day I'll be able to procure that for myself and get a chance to play it. And there is, this is supposed to be the last Uncharted game, but there is going to be like a spin-off featuring some female characters from the game. Yes, like, I think I saw that promotion. That was, in, that was on E3, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah so that's exciting and yeah and also you can get the um the remastered version for playstation 4 as well of the original the first three games so and you can pick that up for pretty cheap now so if you haven't tried uncharted try it it's amazing that's great like well, i said i'm so yeah. <laughs> of indiana jonesness yeah yes i mean i never played um that series i think it's because i never had uh i think in Part maybe because I never had a PlayStation. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, that would stop you playing yeah, it. Yeah, it's not really available. <laughs> but I did um, play The Last of Us because um, I I now have a PlayStation, so I um, played the uh, the remastered The Last of Us, which I loved. So um, yeah, I mean, Naughty Dog uh, knows what they're doing in terms of game yeah, design. That's great, and um, yeah, that's true. I- I'll check that out for sure. Uh, well, psh, when I have some downtime. I, I <laughs> would love to play a video game. Maybe maybe late night tonight. I'll uh, <laughs> check Remember to get some sleep with all the work that you do. But yeah, if you have some, if you have a chance for some uh, to take a breath, it, it may be fun to take a little depth back into video game. Um, yeah. Well, cool. I have another uh, potential recommendation uh, in terms of PlayStation Four games. All real quick, because obviously, since I've been out of out of commission due to the flu, other than napping. And uh, trying to communicate to people via uh, sending messages on my phone because I couldn't speak, really speak to anybody. Um, (laughs) The only other thing I was able to do with my time, other than that, napping, would be either watching something or playing something. And one of the games that I had the opportunity or uh, when I did have the energy to play it was this little game, a sequel to something of a video game that I actually just recently had a review up of. It was like, I think it was like my last video game review called uh, Gravity Rush, and a sequel came out just at the end of January, which I was actually able to procure for myself because I enjoyed the first, uh, the remastered version for the PlayStation Four so much, uh, and I was able to get my hands on the sequel. And you could tell while the first one was, um, I'm not sure if you've uh, you're familiar, Yvonne. It's the Gravity Rush <laughs> is a video game set in an alternate world. It's basically kind of uh, like this uh, city suspended in the air over like this really like dark abyss. <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, the main character, Kat, is a girl, she wakes up in this town, she has really no memory of how she got there, um, but she apparently has the ability to con- manipulate gravity around herself, so a lot of the, ca- the core game mechanics involve uh, using this ability just you know, basically uh, travel from one end of the town to the other, and then also being able to carry things uh, via you know gravity control, and then also fighting off these really creepy looking like uh, aquatic based uh, monsters that will occasionally pop up and cause trouble. And you basically kind of sort of become the uh, the town's superhero, as it were. Cool. It's a it's a really cute uh, kind of almost like comic book type uh, story, and. Uh, I would say, as far as uh, protagonists go, Cat is very likable, and uh, it's, it's a really kind of fun uh, experience. And I was like, I think I mentioned so much in uh, the article that I wrote up for the original game is that it was it was very uh, it was based off a lot of uh, French comics, and you definitely oh. get that oh. style, and not just the uh, cutscenes, which are literally told by like comic panels, but also with the uh, design of the uh, city itself, Hexaville which is uh, kind of multi-layered and it's got different tiers to it. So it really plays well with uh, being able to fling yourself like from one end of the city to the other and being able to literally run up walls due to your gravity yeah. ability. It looks, it's got like almost an Assassin's Creed kind of... Yeah, there is a bit of a, I wouldn't say p- uh, parkour element going on, but also it's got the <laughs> added, uh, you know, fun of being able to just kind of just hang in midair, just kind of floating yeah. for a little while. That's now... Cool. As far as the sequel goes, because like I said, the first game already on its own was impressive because it was originally a handheld title for like the PSP, or that was the PSP or PS Vita, I forget. Um, but they made a remastered version for of the first game for the PlayStation Four, which you can definitely get a hold of and pick up and play and enjoy for its really unique art design and uh, just world level uh, design as well. But and I thought it was just impressive on its own, but then the sequel came out. And this was something that was definitely made with the PlayStation 4 in mind, and they took full advantage of that. I mean, because not only do they introduce you to a new uh, area to explore, like a new um, a new city, which got, that's kind of got its own uh, inspiration and uh, design to it, but it is so vast and expansive. Like, there's <laughs> part of the fun of the game in and of itself is not really just going around doing the story missions and, like, side quests, which are really super charming, by the way. But um, the fact that it's just... There's just so much to it. There's uh, the new city. They have a different, like, layout to it where you have, like, the main area you explore is, you know, like, you've got the main marketplace, uh, like, several feet below, which you literally can just, you know, jump off the edge of, like, a railing and then just literally fall a couple feet down below are a bunch of, like, these ha- these flying houseboats, which are uh, mm-hmm. more, like, a location for, like, the uh, the poor people of the society. And then if you fly in the opposite direction above, then you've got all, like, these floating islands with, like, really lavish mansions and so on of, like, you like a really interesting, like, you know, class separation that you can just see in the locations. And that is actually plays into the story as well of uh, exploring this new location and kind of what the society is and how cat fits into the whole uh new area that she has kind of found herself in in this particular title and it's 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 beautiful it's i love the like just just the animation alone on uh cat as she kind of falls through the air is just really kind of cute because you'll kind of fling her from one direction to the uh to the next like say if she's flying backwards her body will reflect that 
And as she, she, wow. she kind of, like, turns around to kind of, like, see where she's going, and her, her body will kind of spin as she falls, and, like, you know, it, you can kind of get a sense that she's, she uses these powers, but she doesn't have 100% control of it all the time. Which is really kind of great, because she's kind of a young, like, I would say she's no more than, like, uh, 15 or 16 years of age. And oh, that, wow. kind of, that kind of reflects in her behavior, too. But it's, it's, it's to the point where it's, like, she's very, it's, it's very endearing behavior. But it's, 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 it's fun. Like, if you're looking for a unique gaming experience with a me- mechanic that you're, you know, maybe don't see everywhere, it's Gravity, Gravity Rush 1 and 2 are definitely worth picking up. Just for that alone, and for the art design as well. Because you can tell with all the different layers there are to the different locations that a lot of effort went into designing these. That's awesome. So, that was a thing. And, uh, I, I, I still baffled the fact that the person who was, uh, uh, responsible for the creation of the series, I, um, I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head, but, uh, Look, look, look him up if you can. He's the same creator of the uh, silent, the original Silent Hill game. Oh. This is like apparently, like while he was doing working on all these horror titles, this was the kind of the project he had in the back of his head. And once he had all those other you know games out of the way, he's like you know I kind of like to make something for myself. And then because of all the work he did, the uh, the developers were like, yeah, sure, what you know, go ahead. And then Gravity Rush was uh, was the project that followed it up. So it's it's worth the man, you know thinking that, you know, even developers will have ideas for stuff, and that this was the opportunity he had to finally do something that really was kind of his own design. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Other than that, what else do I have to contribute to the water cooler this week? Um, Only other thing I had really had a chance to watch while I was sick was I had a chance to uh, dip back into the uh, Funimation uh, streaming catalog uh, that I have access to, and I actually got to, uh, rewatch the, uh, uh, watch for the first time the, uh, new Escaflone dub. I only remember when I saw it at Otakon, I saw the first two episodes, but I actually got to watch a little bit more of it this week. I think I'm almost more than halfway through the series. So I'm kind of get, uh, appreciation, uh, you know, appreciation for the animation that went into that, uh, show, and also get to appreciate the, the new voices for the dub that I had yet to hear, after they premiered it, and it was it was a lot of fun revisiting the show and uh, getting to see the uh, the mecha designs again, or the Gaimalefs as they call it in the series, because I think that was probably one of the most standout elements, other than the characters and the world design, was the the design of the robots, because they it's it's like you know uh, futuristic but medieval at the same time. So if you anyone out there has appreciation for that, that's Escaflone is a good show to watch. That was one of the cool ideas behind it. They're sort of mechs being knights, basically. Yeah. Knight, knights, armors. That was a pretty cool idea, I always thought. Yeah, they're, they're, I think probably out of... Uh, I mean, the show has good animation in general, but I think that they really put a lot of extra effort into making sure like the animations on the robots as they're being used really kind of just sing and really sell the uh, the fights and make them really exciting. But uh, I have to say, I um, watching more of the show at the the new dub. I already thought it was impressive from what I had experienced back at Otakon when they premiered the the new dub. But I noticed that there was a little bit of a. I think they had a lot of fun with the casting uh, um, when uh, Sonny Strait was you know he was the ADR director for this show. Um, all for one, he did an amazing job as Alan, the uh, one of the primary characters, and I was you know I was really surprised with how really 
how much I got into that particular performance, but I had to kind of chuckle when I noticed um, some of the casting choices for some of the other characters. Uh, they had, had Vaughn was voiced by the uh, young man who was originally uh, cast as uh, Alphonse Elric in the first uh, in the first Full Metal Alchemist anime, and if you're familiar with Escaflone, you know that Vaughn, this char- the character, has a brother, an older brother. I want you to take a wild guess if you're familiar with FMA who voiced the older brother in uh, in this particular version of uh, dub of uh, Escaflone. Take a wild guess. Would it be a gentleman by the name of Vic something? Yes, Vic Mignogna. Yep, the very same. <laughs> it was. I just kind of. I the minute he opened his mouth, I'm just like, oh no. They 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 went and did it. They actually went and did it. They made that comparison because they have those two actors playing off each other again. That's amazing. But no, it was it was it was it was fun. I'm uh, probably gonna finish watching it and then probably moving down the list of uh, stuff from Funimation's released on their streaming site that I need to watch because there's a lot of it. There is so much that they have on there now. It's kind of kind of overwhelming. And uh, as before, all the new stuff coming down the pipe, like Attack on Titan Series 2 later this year. Yeah. And a new series of, new se- second season of um, My Hero Academia as well. It's going to be... I am super stoked for yeah. that. So the, much. This, the season of sequels, I think. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm still waiting for the... Um, the uh, the release of the um, Loop in the Third dub. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. The, the new version of that. I'm excited about that, yeah. <laughs> the one last thing I have to contribute to the water cooler, uh, which I actually just watched this morning, uh, came out last night. It was part of Adult Swim, and a lot of people have been really hyped for it. Yeah. And that would be the uh, continuation, of the long-awaited continuation of Samurai Jack. And wow, if they, as far as like, as for, if we're talking first episodes, I mean, obviously it's still, the most importantly, it's still in terms of the way that the animation is and the way that it is shot, the cinematography, definitely very much, you know, still very much Samurai Jack. So that, that, that part is intact, definitely. But as far as, you know, first episodes go in terms of tone, they really like, when they said that this was going to uh, have a bit of a darker tone than the original uh, cartoon they weren't kidding. They were not kidding at all. Nice. Uh, Jack's, uh, they, they make it very clear that they've been, um, that they showed in the preview that Jack's been kind of doing this for a while now, even though it's like been 50 years past and for some reason he's not aging. And they they really introduce right away that he's, it, it's been taking a toll on him, a pretty, pretty significant toll. Like he's starting to see things and of, uh, characters that he's known from the past, like his uh, his family and the people that, you know, from the past that he needs to get back to. They're all saying, like, what happened to you? You never came back. You left us to die. Blah. You know, just like, and it's, and he keeps having the vision of, like, this, uh, it looks like a samurai on a horse with, like, this really kind of creepy armor. Whenever he sees this in one of these visions, he, like, immediately runs the other way. So, something happened in the interim between when this show started and you know, uh, where we last saw Jack, that something pretty significant happened. 
we don't know what quite what it is yet, but I have a feeling we're going to find out as more episodes come out. But it's 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 good. It's it's definitely worth a watch if you're a fan of if you're a fan of the show. Definitely strap yourself in for this one because it's going to be it's I have a feeling it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Do you have to be a f- a fan of the original? I mean, can you just watch it as a standalone? I I think so. I mean, you'll obviously have questions like, you know, who certain characters are because um I mean, they're they... that Jack fella then. <laughs> <laughs> It's like what? What's his story? He seems like it seems like he's seen some shit, but um, <laughs> obviously the uh, the demon Aku is the big one because uh, the whole premise of the original show is the fact that there was this demon that terrorized uh, Jack's people in the past, and then this demon, when he was about to def- you know defeat this demon personally, the demon flung him into the future, and now basically everything is ruled by this demon. And they basically summarize that up in the opening. So I think you probably could come into this show blind without having really seen Samurai Jack, kind of just get into it for the sake of it. And just, you know, along with the story that they're trying to tell. And then if you're curious about seeing the original show, you probably could go back and watch that to see the kind of like the origin of how everything started. So gotcha. it, you you could kind of just like jump into it. And it's like, oh, this this is really kind of awesome and getting engaging. I kind of want to know more about what's going on and then kind of go back and find episodes, which they have been uh, re-airing older episodes of the show on uh, Toonami as well. So if you're if you're curious, you can definitely check that out. Nice. So yeah, that's that's, great. that's my contribution to the water cool. It's gonna be gonna be <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of, even though I was sick, it was still. Got a chance to see some cool stuff, so I'm happy I was able to share that with you guys. Excellent, that's awesome. Yeah, I um, you know, I went looking for water cooler sounds, and all I could find was running water. <laughs> <laughs> it's my we just need some bubbles. We need we need yeah. some we need some bubbles going on. Blub, 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 blub. Yeah, I I couldn't <laughs> find that. I could only find. I might as well you know just walk over and turn the um <laughs> the I'll water t- spout on. <laughs> You know what? I'll make I'll, I'll I'll track down my own uh, bubble sound effects at some point. Maybe maybe make my own, and then I'll contribute that yeah. for our something that doesn't sound like you're just out. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or someone write us a jingle. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Water cooler. The water cooler segment. Segment. Um. And a theme song so- with it. <laughs> So I, I've been uh, really um, just involved with Animation Nights in New York. Um, you got uh, a lot we, going on, though. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, we've got lots of news. Um, so we have, the podcast is brand new, and that's super exciting. Um, yeah! So, yeah, so we recorded actually just recently uh, two episodes, but um, one is out there now. Our, our first episode is uh, an interview with Hannes Rall, and uh, I got to speak with him at 180 Midden Lane on site uh, with my new microphones, and that was terrific. Uh, he is uh, just a, a pleasure to chat with. It is so great to, to speak with him, and, and we, honestly, we, we kept talking about it hour afterwards much like um this podcast we just kept on talking <laughs> until it's like time time for us both to sort of go our ways our separate ways but um yeah he's lovely and uh really fascinating guy and has a ton of really of uh projects coming up too which i, I can't wait to uh to find out more about and then uh the second interview uh 
I did was with uh, Scott Rank, who is also in town. So both of them were uh, in-person meetings, which is cool. And then the other thing is we have, for Animation Nights New York, we have a brand spanking new website, and it looks so good. It, it's really oh, it snazzy. So that. It's really oh. snazzy. I'm really, go check it out, like, right now. Yeah, like, it looks so good. Open it's up a website. new window and just go right now. It, yeah, it truly is the website we deserve. <laughs> um, uh, and it's also, you know, hopefully, um, yeah, it, it just looks great. So I, I'm super excited about that. And then um, the other thing is, you know, we just had our March uh, screening event and uh, March shorts. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Nice Shoes Creative Studio show their uh, – Mio Garden piece on HTC Vive, and so I've been um, the cool. I I love the new headline I've been using for the um really short blog post is like March shorts and nice shoes. <laughs> I I've been cracking myself up <laughs> for Cute. two days with that one. I know it's so silly, but um, <laughs> uh, they were fa- it was fantastic having them there with us, and uh, it really it felt like um, everyone really enjoyed the program, which I was glad about because it was super dark. I mean, there were some heavy movies in that last in the last program, um, but uh, the Mio Garden piece was terrific. It was it was awesome to have them there and uh it felt like besides the heavy movies it also felt like there was a lot of networking going on um which i love because uh, you know it's about what we're trying to do is about that too um but yeah it was I mean, we had a packed house again with tons of people and you can see a few photos actually up on the site um that's fantastic yeah it was really really cool uh the other thing is we're working on this really cool project i'll just mention it here um but it's we're working with uh, High Fidelity and uh, and Artella too, and also um, there are some other people who um, will probably be jumping on board. Uh, a, a couple of different people are definitely excited to um, work on it with us, but um, we just haven't included them in an official capacity yet. But it's just a matter of a couple of conversations. But anyway. Um, there is currently uh, a virtual reality version of 180 Maiden Lane <laughs> on Ooh. High Fidelity. And um, I had a meeting with uh, Tom from High Fidelity um, while floating at, on, top, on top of a tower. These <laughs> 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 are discussed like next steps. But what we're going to do is um, initially, uh, right now we're just setting it up. And it's well, it's already built and set up, but uh, we have some really great uh, plans for the space and um, activities planned for the space. So, um, if anyone out there is interested in helping work on it, doesn't even matter if you're local, um, send send us a line or send me a line and let me know um, because we're we're happy to have you we're we're happy to have you on board. Um, But it's yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I think it'll be really interesting. Um, when it's set up for Best of Fest, because uh, people are in different time zones, so. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, more to, more to more news to come on that. But it's it's a really a cool project. Yeah, Besides so stay that, tuned. Yeah. yeah, stay tuned. Stay but, tuned. Um, check out the lovely website. I'm like I'm. I know I've been saying that a lot. Like just like go and check it out right now. But it's like I'm. I'm dead serious. They, uh, who was the the lovely person who is responsible for designing your new website? Caitlin uh, put it together, and she she's incredible. Um, 
she she's incredible we have a, a terrific team uh, a lot of people sort of move through <laughs> you know when they can but we have a, a core of probably um probably four people and then um probably about 20 that sort of move in and out and um and we'll probably have some more i met a lot of really lovely people at the uh pratt imagination expo so i'm excited to um, bring them aboard as well and we met uh a lot of other uh, organizations who are looking forward to working with us. So it's exciting That's really stuff. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of what we're trying to do is sort of, you know, bring these organizations together. So it all, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But yeah, I, I have some, I have some serious um, catching up to do with regard to films. Um, and there's lots more news coming. Like there's a lot more things uh, coming up. But um, but yeah, that's that's what's been sort of going on recently. The podcasts are su- the interviews are super fun, though. I have to say, like, um, you know, thank you again. <laughs> yeah, the- we'll be we'll be we'll be cross promoting that. So if you want to yeah. check out the uh, Annie podcast episodes, you can either go ahead and go to that lovely website at Animation Nights New York website, and also you'll be seeing a couple episodes also heading our way onto animationforadults.com. So. You'll be seeing them. Definitely. Yep, they'll be available in all the usual places. So uh, via podcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, and our website. And yeah. So there you go. (laughs) And I also want to make a mention, Yvonne is a lovely host of our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's um... worth listening. I've been I've been so far uh I've had a good run uh the people I've interviewed are are big talkers so <laughs> that helps <laughs> but uh now it's it's uh it's really fascinating you know what the thing about it is um it's just really nice to have a connection with the filmmakers and that was something that I felt that uh that I sort of wanted to strengthen so this is sort of giving us giving us an opportunity to to really um, find out people's backstories and animators oh, there's some fascinating people um, so I we have a whole queue of folks uh, um, you know waiting to be interviewed and um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it it's it's gonna be a great time mm-hmm. yeah episode two will be coming along soon or yes. you can actually find it right now on our patreon channel so ooh. So, hey, if you want to help out AFA and become a patron and get cool stuff early and extra episodes and bonus episodes and all things like that, then head over to patreon.com slash animation for adults. Or, if you like, you can buy us a coffee using coffee.com or find all links. Yeah, buy everyone a coffee. Uh, you find, find all the links. Yeah, <laughs> buy them all in the link. Buy me a switch. Go on. <laughs> like, hey, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to hear us talk about Breath of the Wild, it's like you know. Yeah. We, we unfortunately with video game with video games especially, it's like you know we have to. It's those those are not sent to us. We have to buy them ourselves. So it's like, oh, if you want to hear us talk about it, then well. Send we them to me, Nintendo. Go on. <laughs> I'll write nice things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you will find all 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 the information about all those things 
in the show notes as usual and uh, yeah if you want to keep up with everything we're doing you can find it all on animationforadults.com or follow us on twitter at AFA blog you can find us over on tumblr where we now have more than 100 followers woo uh, you can find <laughs> us on facebook uh, at animation for adults and you can also join our facebook group and talk with other like-minded animation lovers and you can find us on Pinterest and YouTube and Google Plus. Have I already said that? I don't know. Who knows? I don't think um, you did, no. Nope. And yeah. And we will be back very soon with lots of more animation chat. And stay tuned to our channel for more episodes of the Animation Nights New York animator interviews as well. And... <laughs> you can find me um, on the social medias at Mr Christor on Twitter and Facebook where can we find you Rachel? you can find me on Twitter and now that I'm better I'll probably be, definitely be more active on Twitter at Fail2Ninja and Yvonne <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc and uh and always, uh, as always, if you would like to submit a film to Animation Nights New York, uh, you can do so via our website. Find our uh, film freeway button. Um, and yeah, just uh, keep a lookout for those podcasts. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we will speak to you soon for some more animation related chat. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night. And it won two of them. Which ones? It won Best Animated Feature. Yes. And it won um, the, another one. <laughs> I've forgotten which one. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, that's fine. Get down, slick. Gosh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> hold on. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> I should have checked that one before we started this story. That's okay. One day I'll learn um, <laughs> to look things up before I start talking about them. But that day is not today. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. So much to explore at Total Wine and More. Pinot Noirs, Grigio's, Champagnes, and Chardonnays. Plus more than 2,500 beers and bourbon barrel-aged. Tequila, rum, scotch, and gin, vermouth that's extra dry. Hard seltzers and single malt, so many for you to try. 
Now offering delivery in select markets. See details at TotalWine.com slash delivery. Drink responsibly, B21.